0: Uh, let's give maybe okay we have 25 people right now um maybe another minute or two so like uh 2 minutes while people are joining uh yeah just by the way one of the reminders uh, i think for Joyce is like when you're not speaking make sure that the mic is unmuted uh, so the keyboard and clicks are not <laughs> uh, terribly disturbing but uh, otherwise or, otherwise the sound quality is good so great
1: awesome let me let me let me
0: mute first <laughs> sure worries. 27, uh, 26. All right, uh, I'll just start with a with an intro uh, while people are joining. So we do these uh, Twitter spaces almost every week, or at least we try to do them every week uh, about this time. And we talk to uh, different founders or hiring managers in Crypto, Web3, DeFi, NFT, uh, blockchain <laughs> companies of all sorts, of uh, companies that are successful already and that are scaling um, at different stages, of course. Uh, some are early stage, some are mid stage, some are like mid, big size companies. So um, today we're talking to Grow Protocol. They are a stablecoin yield aggregator that trenches risk and yield. I have no idea what it means, but today we'll find out for those who are into uh, DeFi. Um, so I think there's going to be a lot of learnings today. Uh, and uh, another exciting thing. Uh, last week we started uh, giving out uh, proof of attendance tokens, POPs. For those who listen carefully and who are engaging in, uh, in, this, in our conversation. Um, so make sure to stay around and listen carefully. We'll explain how to redeem them. We, uh, we changed a little bit the process for, for redeeming them, so stay tuned. Uh, make sure you pay attention and uh, you will be rewarded with approval of attendance uh, NFT that are free to mint. Uh, yeah, make sure to retweet um, the announcement tweet, and uh, you should be good. And yeah, like make sure to kind of you know follow the instructions clearly, and uh, everything should be fine. If you cannot make it this time, next time in a week uh, we'll be we'll have another guest, and uh, you'll have another chance. All right, uh, I think we are pretty much uh, ready. So I think yeah, let's get started. Uh, today we're having uh, Grow Protocol. Uh, they are again, as I mentioned, a stablecoin yield aggregator. We have uh, Charlie and Joyce from the team. Uh, How are you doing, guys? Um, Hey there. How are you doing? Thanks for having us on. Yeah, awesome. Exciting. Super excited. Um, Yeah, so maybe tell us a bit more about the protocol. How did you guys start it? What's the idea? What's the elevator pitch? What are you guys doing?
2: Yeah, so um, so it's Charlie here. yeah, tranches, risk, and yield, what does it mean? We, we probably need to, to work on that if, it, if it's not clear. Um, <laughs> but as you say, we're a stablecoin yield aggregator. So taking a step back, like why are we here? You know, why are we all all coming to work every day? What yes. we want to do is we want to, we, we've said in our mission, we want to empower people to easily create and share wealth. <laughs> and what we mean is there's so many kind of wealth creation opportunities in DeFi and they're, they're kind of hard to access for a lot of people. You know, it's my, my friends can't do it. My dad can't do it. You don't just kind of pick up your phone and, and start earning 5%, 10% yield on your, on your cash. And so people are taking these like 0.1% rates from the bank. Um, and we know that this opportunity exists. Our founder, Hannes, has been in this space for, for years. Um, he's been yield farming since DeFi summer and, and he's been in, in crypto for years before that. Um, But we want to share that with more people. We want people to know that actually, you know, you work hard for your savings and you you work hard every day to to set aside some money each month. And we think you should be getting good returns on that money. We think your money should be working for you. You don't need to gamble it on Dogecoin. You don't even need to kind of put it into Bitcoin and Ethereum. You should be able to get a good return on your savings um, using DeFi. And so we want to expand that to the world, and we want to show as many people as we can about, you know, how you can make your money work harder and, and create and share this
0: wealth that is, exists in the DeFi world. Mm-hmm. Uh, amazing! Uh, are you guys currently live? And which networks are you live on? Yes,
2: we are live. Um, we are. We start out on Ethereum, as as everyone did, um, and we realized it's you know it's a great network in that it's. Uh, very secure and tried and tested, but it is expensive. Um, And it means our mission to kind of empower people to use DeFi, it's harder to do when you have to explain to them that it's $150 for gas fees. Uh, And so we've moved to Avalanche recently. And next up, we are exploring whether to kind of go deeper into Avalanche and put more and more products there. Or maybe we'll look at one of the Layer 2s, and I should add, we're also on Argent ZK Sync. So you can access Grow through a, a layer two solution already by mm-hmm. the Argent app.
0: Awesome. Why, why did you guys decide to go with uh, like Avalanche before going towards like uh, layer two solutions, like Optimism or? Uh, um...
2: Yeah, so mm-hmm. I think the layer twos are super interesting. Um, in terms of like EVM compatibility and just deploying existing code, Avalanche is, Probably more progressed, um, and so it was. It was a relatively straightforward move to put code onto Avalanche. I think later this year, or you know, Q2, Q3 this year, the Layer Twos will have caught up, and you know, will will potentially overtake. I, I don't want to make um, bold bets, and I think we're kind of chain agnostic. But it felt like the right move at the time was for Avalanche. There was a lot of community support for Avalanche. Um, it was the one. One chain that kept coming up again and again when we we talked on the forum to, to token holders, um, so yeah, that was that was where that came. Uh, from. I'll, I'll ask a, I'll, as I said, okay. we're,
0: yeah, I'll ask a controversial question: Why not BSC? Why not BSC? Um,
3: we... I think one thing
4: I can chime okay, in quickly here. I think um, one thing is that we have always thought about growing grow as not just a project or product that the core team dictates where it goes. And much of the time we'll love to take into feedback from our community, understanding where people believe we should be as Charlie mentioned. And one thing is then we have definitely heard a lot more about Avalanche, about Eve Layer 2s mm-hmm. than we did on other chains. And I would say we just really taking community input into consideration as we believe the users we want to serve them very well, so we definitely want to make sure we go as you know how they suggested us to be. As come fundamentally, we are DAO as well, so a lot of these discussions, we are making sure we are not, again not just the team saying where we should go, but making sure we are taking everyone's input into consideration.
0: Amazing, that's a that's actually a very very strong answer and very strong uh, kind of reasoning uh, following following where the community leads you, where the demand is at. Um, awesome. So, like, when, when did you guys launch? Like, was it a, a few years ago, a few months ago? <laughs> how old is the team?
4: The team has always been a bit young, I would say, by now. Mm-hmm. Um, even though now, uh, so we have launched our private beta back in July, where we were gatekeeping that with Dejan Score, <laughs> because we all love to see how we could get well more Dejans in, but really to understand the product, to test the product very well before we launch it more publicly so. And it was in August when we first launched our public beta together with um, having Argent providing the mobile support side of things. And that's when we would say everyone who is interested in DeFi and who is interested in doing that without having to invest a lot of time, a lot of efforts, learning all the protocols and yield farming. That's when everyone could start using Grow. And as we further into that journey, we have then worked on our own token launch at the end of September and since then keep on iterating our products and expanding what we offer. It has been a wild ride for the past half a year, I have to say.
0: Yeah that uh, sounds like a lot of things happened in a relatively short period of time. Uh, that's amazing. Uh, have your team grown in that period of time? and like what, what was the headcount when you were kind of pre-launch when you were just getting started?
4: I would like to say, I think back when I, back when we were still doing the private beta, it was about, it's a full-time employees we were about eight people, I want to say. And then afterward we have been growing definitely because we have been bringing on board community manager as we have seen time and time again, it is crucial to keep our community updated about what is happening. So that is really important. And then we have also been building up our engineering bench as we could not deliver without our engineers. So then it has been very much of our focus to bring more engineers on board, both at back end, on front end and also full stack and also more on the product design. We are also looking to get more people into. So it has really, I would say, been expanding on all directions. And I think one last thing to add is also looking at how we can as a yield aggregator, being in the right yield strategies are important. So that's also somewhere we are looking into expanding as well.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, amazing. So like right now, it's, I mean, it's, it sounds pretty cool that uh, you were started with eight people, which is actually quite quite a lot, I think, for for a start. And what's the team size right now?
4: Team size right now, I think we are at around twelve people, considering all the new hires that we have made, uh, we have got in the last few months and we're, we're actually right 15
2: now, yeah. Joyce. we've been, <laughs> we've been hiring fast yeah
5: right it, because it yes up. no
4: you're right with the offers that we have made it has been real. right it is this, as we, you can um, tell we are growing so fast that it's sometimes it's hard to count, lose count on all the offers we have made and then as we are also waiting for more new hires to uh finish the notice period and then join us uh, at grow to start building future finance
0: Amazing. Uh, and uh, currently the whole team is, it, uh, is it like remote or you're all in the same city uh, or around a certain time zone. How do you guys operate?
2: Yeah, so I think
0: that's one of the reasons you kind of, you don't always realize how
2: many of us are there are now because we're not all in the same office together. Um, we have a mix of remote and uh, let's say kind of GMT London-centric. Um, we have Probably about fifty percent of people will will come into the office in London uh, you know once a week and fifty percent of people are are fully remote so they're based in China they're based in Spain they're based in Germany they're you know in in England but not London um, so we have we have a kind of mix of people uh, and it tends to be the engineering roles. more remote and the non-engineering roles are more london-centric but having said that i think that will change because even within the london team the nationalities are very diverse so we have swedish people australians um people from hong kong people from england and and so no one is kind of fixed to one location
0: especially yeah amazing and uh What's the or like any challenges while uh, having half of the team like remote and, and half of the team in the office? Uh, how do you get, like you know make sure that the communication is effective uh, across yeah, all so, the roles?
2: So I think we kind of we consider ourselves a remote first team, um, and that means that because there's so many key people who are remote, it means that you don't have that problem where you know eighty percent of the team are in the office and a few people feel left out. The the people that are in the office together are often just working in smaller groups on like marketing, say for instance. Um, but actually, our new head of marketing is in Albania, so the office is more of a social thing uh, for people who who want that. Um, but in terms of how do we keep that culture then for people who aren't in the office? Well, we're doing uh, we're trying to meet up in person every few months, um, and so we did Lisbon in October after East Lisbon. We did London in December and we're doing Berlin in March. Um, and we, we fly people in the team out if, if they want to come. We obviously give them accommodation. And it just means you spend a bit of time together. Then when you go back to working remotely, you have, you know, you put a real life person to the avatar and you, um, you feel a lot more connected to your, your teammates. And I think that helps with
0: communication and, and with moving fast and making good decisions amazing what's your uh, what's your tool of choice are you all on slack or discord internal as a team we are on discord probably too much of the
2: time <laughs> I, I spend my life on discord and it's it's also as joyce said you know we are a DAO. we take a lot of um input from the community and so i think having that situation where your your internal tool is also your external tool it makes it a lot more fluid you're kind of you building together and we have some community members who basically work for us now because they spend so much time helping us. Um, and so you, by being all in the same digital environment, it means that you're, you're kind of all part of the same decision-making process. Uh, whereas I think if you had your forum and your internal Slack differently, then, then you might have more of a divide
0: there. Mm. Yeah, uh, absolutely. I think for, for crypto projects, it's uh, super crucial to be like 24 seven in touch with the community and, community pretty much is the, is the crypto project, but uh, like last week we were talking to uh, Immutable X and uh, their team size is, I think there are over a hundred people. And for them, I think they run uh, Slack and Discord in parallel, which is quite quite interesting. So I wonder what are the other uh, companies out there doing uh, or like how will that transition happen for a lot of uh, Defy companies as, they, as the team scales, whether they will keep using um, Discord all the time or is it gonna move to Slack? Yeah, it's quite, quite, quite interesting. <laughs> um,
4: yeah, absolutely. I think um, the one thing that we have been looking at is there are many ways that, something that the, the, not dictates the choice, but I would say, again, where the community wants to be. We have also got our community, part of our communities are on Telegram and sometimes our partnership inbound or outbound also occurs there. So when we say we our tools of choice is on Discord, It's really where a lot of, where the team internal communications are, but we're also adapting to see where our community takes us or where our partnerships takes us. We'll love to say, you know, um, as we keep on moving forward, whether there'll be new Dell tools that come on board. For example, when we have community votes or forum posts, those also take us outside Discord, and we are working to figure out what is the best way to have a more integrated experience for all of our DAO members.
0: Yeah, awesome. I think a lot of people are figuring that out. So keep, also keep us posted on the, the tools that you're going to be using in the future. Uh, all right, so, um, so like you mentioned, you guys scaled from, from eight to, uh, to 15 right now, right? How is that, uh, how did the process uh, around that happen? Like how do, you, how do you choose to interview people and like, do you look for certain values? Um, what, what is the kind of the general process that you follow?
4: Yeah, absolutely. Um, So, in general, we would have our hiring process over several stages and each stage would have a conversation with different members of the GROW team. And we are hoping to get more people to meet with the candidates because as a very tight team ourselves, we believe that it's very important to have our values and culture aligned. So, that's why we'll have more of conversations But at the same time, we are hoping to have our opinions being held up to scrutiny in the way that we work out what is the information that's blocking a decision if we don't have a consensus. Mm -hmm. And then it could be say, if we need to test someone's technical capabilities, it could be coming in the form of a brief coding test, or it could also be coming through further checks about a certain problem area, will like this person or this role coming in to help us solve. And I think ultimately we are looking also for like a really good cultural fit. And that's why we are hoping to find people who would tell us how to, how to put their you know, roll up their sleeves and then believing that they should do a good job in you know, shipping as well as to say, we'll be doing that being real relentless in our work while enjoying the challenges because there will be challenges. And in DeFi, those challenges could come at a very fast pace. At the same time, what has been working for the last few months may need to be revamped over the coming few months. And so we believe we want people who are very relentless, but also very much into DeFi themselves or believing that DeFi is a way that we will be looking forward to grow. I will say one more thing is that it has to, Another value is about being obsessed about our users because our differentiator part of it is to say, guys, look, there are new aggregators out there, but then it is ultimately the hurdles are, there's just overwhelming choices out there. How do we simplify it for our users? So then our users get easy access, you make DeFi more accessible to everyone. So being obsessed about what the users need and delivering to them, in a way that is easy to use is something we are also looking for as well. Um, to sum it up, I would say it isn't just another job. We really want to have people who come in that they feel driven and would love to engage both with each other and our community in the team.
0: Okay, amazing. Um, is there like any specific uh, like do you guys have a same interview stages for every type of role, or uh, for example, in like technical positions, they get a certain of flow and like non-technical roles, they got interviewed a little bit differently. Uh, like, a, is there any like high-level structure for the interview process?
1: Yeah. In so, stages
0: or. Mm-hmm. Sure. So we have
2: we have three rounds. Um, the first round, we're trying to work out if someone will be, you know, technically good at the role.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Now that might be engineering, or that might be product design, or it might be. You know marketing, um, but we want to understand: have they have they got something in their CV or in their past experience that shows excellence? Can they demonstrate that they have achieved something in another environment? It doesn't have to be in crypto. You know, you don't have to be DeFi native. I wasn't in crypto before I joined Grow. I was interested in it, but I never worked in it, and that's okay. We want people who say, "Well, I haven't done crypto before, but I have done this thing." And I absolutely smashed it. You know, I I was a really high performer over a number of years and I'm keen to learn. And so I think I can take that past experience where I showed excellence and I can apply that to the DeFi world. And so that's that's first up. Are you going to be good at the job? Um, And then second, we have this kind of cultural, cultural fit interview. Now, cultural fit, it doesn't mean you have to be the same, but it's what Joyce said. You need to agree with the values and you need to say yes i want to kind of get my hands dirty i want to ship stuff if i'm not an engineer i want to kind of add value in in the different ways that i can but i i care about this i know it's a startup you know we haven't found product market fit i can't coast Um, and so we want people who have that kind of intensity and and really want to want to push this project forward Uh, and then the final round is with uh hannis the founder and he's kind of looking for both of those things at the same time. Um, so yeah, it's it's quite straightforward. It's first of all, are you going to be technically good at the job? Second, you have the right attitude, and and then finally, meet with the founder and check that we've covered all the bases.
0: Cool. Um, one of the interesting trends that I've been noticing, um, like I think it about several months, is that. Uh, it feels like there's two kind of categories of people applying for kind of jobs in crypto is one of them is being around in crypto for some time, and they're just very eager to participate. And then there's another who uh, kind of not necessarily uh, been around for many, for many years, but they have really solid, um, you know, kind of professional career. And, and uh, which, what are the type that you see applying to you most often? So
2: we get a mix of applications, but I think the one we prefer is actually the second one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because if someone says, hey, I've been an engineer at Amazon for five years, I've crushed it, I've, I've been at very high standards, and now I have this personal interest in crypto and DeFi, and I want to learn, and I've demonstrated that I can perform, and I've demonstrated that I can learn, but I've never done it before. Maybe I've never even coded Solidity, but I want to become a Solidity developer, We are gonna be that gateway that allows those people to make that career transition and we will coach them and we will work with them and and onboard them. And maybe they won't hit the ground running on day one, they won't be writing code. But if we think they're a great engineer who's smart and willing to learn, then we're happy to kind of learn with them um, and and let them onboard at Grow. I think if we just look for people who had experience in DeFi and crypto, the first category you talked about, we're going to have a much narrower pool. And actually, the people who are really, really strong, who are already in crypto, uh, are probably building their own projects. Exactly. You know, they probably don't need to work, frankly, if you've been a a solidity engineer for the last five years. Um, And so... Yeah, we we tend to focus on people who show aptitude in another space and want to be in crypto. Now, if they've done a bit of DeFi, that's cool as well, of course. Um, but but it's more about their attitude and their their past experiences in a more general
0: sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, kind of my advice to everyone's listening and applying for jobs like uh, passion is important for for the space, but probably not enough. Uh, you still need to have uh, some really good core skills and something to add a value even if you're relatively new to the industry. Uh, I think having there is no substitute for for like raw talent and, and competency in whatever specialty you have, whether it's technical or non-technical. Um, yeah uh, do, do you have any any like interesting um, favorite interview questions that you tend to ask uh, candidates?
4: Yeah, I think uh, we have some questions that we usually ask. And uh, one would be, have you used MetaMask? No, I don't think there (laughs) is a right or wrong answer about that. You could tell us that, you know, well, I don't like MetaMask because, you know, there are all the different reasons and you prefer something else. But ultimately, I think it is helping us to get a better understanding of the DeFi awareness and opens up the conversation about what interests you about DeFi? And what are the things that, you know, why would you want to be in this space professionally? And we're not saying that we don't hire non-DeFi natives also, by the way. It's more for us to understand your interest, and then how do we work out whether the role that we have right now would help you further that interest. And I would say another ones that we also have in mind would then also be say, well, how do your former managers grade you? And we are looking for, as Charlie mentioned, we are looking for our evidence that someone has done a great job at any other space you have been in. And then so like, what are the things that have, you have been doing really well? And tell us more about that. Tell us more about what are the achievements you have? What are the things that you felt proud about? And how are those things fit together with the business outcome in your current or previous possessions? Those are, I think, really some of the minimum um, things that we look to gauge, right? To understand if you're excited about DeFi, and then if you're, you might not be fluent in DeFi already, but we'd love to see that you're curious about it. And also then you have been achieving great things in other places. So then, you know, once you develop it, we find your own place to develop it more professionally, that we believe you'll thrive.
0: Awesome. Uh, regarding regarding the uh, MetaMask question, uh, I think it's quite interesting that uh, I would be surprised if someone applied for a job and they said uh, like, "What's MetaMask?" Because I think it's a it's a clear filter to show that uh, okay, this person is probably well. I guess it, it might be difficult. There's a lot of things to learn uh, for that candidate. Uh, but I, I wonder I wonder what's to do. You have any applicants or have you had any applicants where they said that they haven't used MetaMask, but they actually like just straight on like Mobile Wallet and they've been using Argent or Trust Wallet or Rainbow um, but never heard, never used MetaMask. Have you have you ever seen people like that?
2: Yeah, I'm going to jump in here because I am one of those people. <laughs> okay, um, interesting. So I think especially on the non-engineering side, we have a, a fintech background. And so mm-hmm. um, Hannes was at Revolut, I was at Monzo, uh, which are digital banks in the UK. And Part of our mission is to make DeFi accessible. So you don't have to if we had a team of people who were all crypto native, DeFi native, they might find it harder to put themselves in the minds of a non-DeFi native and communicate the whether that's through the product or the marketing or the, you know, the the way we present things um, to people who aren't from this space. So yeah, my first interview, I, I was reading about it. I thought, Hey, this sounds cool, but I don't really know anything about it and I'm using FTX and I'm using Coinbase and that's how I do my my crypto trading. Um so I had an interest in crypto, but but I'd never really got my hands dirty in the the Ethereum uh the rabbit hole as it were. But as soon as as soon as I started looking, you know, that was that was a year ago now, I've been I've been into it ever since. Um but there has to be a day one. And and it's okay, especially in non-engineering roles, if we're the people that get you interested in DeFi. So that's not necessarily a bad thing. But if you're asked in one interview, "Do you have MetaMask?" and the answer is no, then I think by the next interview, you you better have it. You better have MetaMask by then. Yep. Yep.
0: All right. Um, I think one of the one of the related questions uh, or somewhat related questions that I think a lot of people in the community uh, wonder is. Um, uh, about the position of anons uh, anonymous contributors in teams right uh, do you have any anons uh, like working with you guys right now or would you hire someone who is like anonymous so we're not we're not
2: against anons um, at all we have in fact we've had kind of trial periods of engineers um, I think the thing that's harder is to kind of fit into the team culture and like we said, the, the relentlessness and the intensity of, of shipping. We're not at the stage yet where we have, you know, a big established product or brand. We're not, um, we're not one of the blue chip protocols and and we don't have that track record. So we're not a kind of yarn that can, can ship, uh, in that way. We have to work closely together. If you can get, if you can deliver that kind of intensity and, and culture, with being a non, that's fine. But I think if, if your video is always off, that's a bit tougher. Like I don't mind informal work arrangements. I don't mind people only working the weekends or them being part time or them being contracted by the DAO. All of that is fine. I don't need to know their real name, but I think if I could never speak to someone, then I don't know if we could work as quickly and as
0: effectively. Yeah, I think you raised a very good point about the video. Uh... I think a lot of people, especially developers, for some reason, are very uh, camera shy. Quite often, uh, usually the more the more the more in depth, the more hardcore the dev is, and I used to be one myself. <laughs> the more the less likely or the less willing that person is to do like a video, uh, on, especially like on the intro calls. And mm-hmm. uh, I think like over the years, I realized that it's it's super important. There's so much kind of nonverbal cues that communicated through the video, and uh, you know, it just builds trust between uh, two people. Uh, I think voice is great, but uh, I think it's, it's, it's not enough. Um, uh, yeah. yeah, so I think uh, just a, a comment for everyone who is uh, who's listening here uh, and, again, looking uh, for, for jobs and, and looking for projects to, con- to contribute to uh, be more uh, open to doing uh, video calls with people, um,
4: yeah. especially
0: when you're, when you're applying for companies.
4: I think one thing to jump in is to say that right now in the dial space there are a lot of contributors who for different reasons might prefer to stay anonymized and some of our partners that we work with are also they, you, you only have a pseudonym right and you only know what their discord names would be and ultimately if we can make sure we are working closely as charlie said we can all hop on to at least a voice call and then to like sort things out faster, making sure we ship fast. I think that is something we can, it's like first of the base that we, if we can cover that, then we can see how we build on top of that to make things work. One of the examples is that we are currently running a decentralized marketing force. So it will be a lot of the DAO members interested in marketing, want to really contribute in a more part-time basis. And a lot of them are also an, uh, anonymized, and we are fine with that. I think what we see time and time again is about the drive to achieve something together, the drive to make sure that things are on track, and those would be crucial for us. So whether you are uh, prefer to remain anonymized or whether you don't mind, you know, sharing your profile with everyone, I think ultimately it's coming back to the team culture and the values that we talked about earlier. That's what really uh, is the what makes or breaks things for us
0: too? Mm-hmm. Uh, cool. Uh, I think one one of the other questions that that I had is uh, like, do you have any kind of uh, either pet peeves or wishes that uh, while people applied uh, for for positions at your company, uh, so people like did something differently uh, in a better ways that made their life and made the application process much smoother, um, and maybe better better cover letters, shorter cover letters, longer cover letters. Do you have any like general tips like that?
4: I think in general, we'll love to see that um, people who are passionate in DeFi or interested in the road to make sure you follow through on in the process. What I mean is that sometimes it could be frustrating when we see people, for example, it does happen, no matter how much you don't believe it might be that uh, we received a couple letters that never mentioned the name Grow, mm-hmm. the entire letter. And that could be simply a matter of maybe um, either proofreading at the very end or you forgot to replace uh, all of the placeholders you have. But I think it definitely demonstrates a different level of interest versus someone who really goes through the products, understand or might have some questions, but you can mention something about row that is more tailored and specific to our protocol or even the DAO, that will be awesome. Um, the other thing that we also see is that sometimes people would share, yes, I have been in the Web 2 companies. I've been really successful. I want to break into Web 3. But we don't see any particular reason for that. So saying that you're interested is very different than communicating why you're interested, what makes you curious about DeFi, what makes you want to pursue this professionally. I think it's more about understanding and demonstrating the type of interest that you have and then telling us what why you're interested, what are some of the evidence that you're interested, it could be in your personal capacity, but really following through with that, your history, your that, you know, that substantiates your interest as well as making sure you do a bit more of the tailoring when you do applications. Those things would really help us a lot.
0: Yeah, I think, uh... Fewer people should do copy-paste. I know a lot of people (laughs) just copy-paste their applications, which is uh, not the way to go. Um, Yeah, (laughs) you want to do a lot of research about the company and and make sure that a cover letter um, kind of resembles that and communicates that you've done your research about the company. Um, Okay. Um, Any, do, do you feel there are some like skills that are really missing in the market right now or like the toughest to find or the toughest maybe to interview for? So I think this kind of links to your your last point, actually.
2: Mm -hmm. A lot of people don't have, you know, many years of experience in solidity. Um, And this is, say, we're talking about a backend engineer for smart contracts. That is definitely the hardest thing to find. And that's why the attitude is so important, because you have to take a gamble that someone doesn't know it today, but is going to work day and night to learn it. And so that's why, you know, these cover letters are are so important because one of our engineers joined and he just said, I love DeFi and and here's what I love about it. I I really want to work in it. I've never worked in it before. I can't do solidity, but I can do front end. And he joined us as a front end with the the view that he would do more and more solidity as he went on. Um, And so, yeah, the, the thing that we need is attitude because, Ultimately, all of this stuff is new. It's new every month, frankly, for the whole industry. And so, if you can show that you're going to learn, if you want to play in the ecosystem, you have opinions. Um, that is that is just super important. Um, the other thing, in terms of skills, it's not quite a skill set, but in terms of experiences, I love it when someone's worked in a startup before. I find it I find it hard to know if someone is going to adapt from a corporate environment. And that's because, especially in a remote world, you need to be very self-driven and self-motivated, and you won't necessarily have a clear work plan each day uh, and you can't clock watch. So it's it's super important if someone can demonstrate that they can work um, autonomously and, and drive a lot of output
0: in an unstructured
2: environment.
0: So that's actually a very good, interesting point. Uh, I feel like uh, five, five, six years ago, a lot of people were having been struggling uh, with this idea of just moving from you know bigger company to a startup, they thought that it's risky, that it's like a huge change. there are so many things you need to do. you need to be resourceful. And I think over the uh, past five years or even less, we went through kind of even even more evolution. there is even a bigger gap. there is now everyone's remote first by default globally across time zones. And now it's like crypto, which is like twenty four seven three sixty five without uh, without a day off really. <laughs> So I think the, the gap between corporate and uh, corporate culture and corporate skill set that necessary for you like to, to climb the ladder, the corporate ladder, and and uh, and what what what's necessary to succeed in in decentralized space, is uh, the divide is bigger and bigger. <laughs> yeah, hundred percent. Um, but yeah, at the same time, it's kind of amazing. I, I've heard of that, and it, it sounds like you guys as well. But you, you, it sounds like some of your team is coming from Revolut and, uh, and another like fintech startup, say, in in UK, which I think a bit more uh, entrepreneurial and like up date compared to like big banks or like old financial institutions. But uh, do do you feel it's easy to switch from from traditional kind of like or semi traditional finance or fintech into crypto?
2: I think if you're used to a startup environment and you're used to a technology environment then yeah it is it's very doable to switch because ultimately you're trying to build a great consumer product that people want to use and you're using an engineering focus to ship that product you know it's not a physical product it's a, a software product um and ultimately, there's there's a lot of similarities. I used to work for a, a fintech that lent people money to buy train tickets, which is kind of weird, but, you know, it was fun. Um, <laughs> and it's 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 the same process. You design the product, you have the JIRA board, you have the sprints, and you have the consumer feedback and the iterations and the, the engineering process. Um, so, yeah, it's new technology, and it's kind of culturally slightly different. But I think if you've worked in... In tech startups, then you can get your head
0: around the changes more easily than if you are from a, a bigger company. Awesome. Uh, so yeah. what, what are the, i oh, sorry, uh, Joyce, did you want to add something?
4: I think one thing to add is then like, um, if you personally say uh, I, coming from companies that have always been a bit larger in size, one thing that you can really help showcase your adaptability to a fast-moving environment is through your personal projects whether it is something you started on your own, whether you join someone else to just move on to projects that maybe it is tech related, maybe it isn't. But really we are looking for ways to demonstrate that you can drive things on your own. You do not need to be told every day what you need to do today, and then have a checklist of things you know that we come back tomorrow to see whether you've done them, right? So we are looking for evidence about how much you can be self-driven and even as Charlie said, it's an unstructured environment. Could you create some structure for yourself? Could you make sure that, you know, you, how do you thrive when there is semi-structure? Uh, how do you keep on thinking about improving things day in, day out? So I would say, even if you don't have that startup experience right now, uh, look for ways to build that, um, not just the startup side, jump in if you could, but if you could then right now, then look for other ways to demonstrate those skill sets.
0: Awesome. And so, what are the what are the uh, positions that you are hiring for right now? What are the most critical ones?
4: Yeah, um, I think like definitely uh, on the engineering side, I'm going always going to come back to this. We always need more engineers, um, for sure. We are looking for people with the front end and as well as back end, the solidity side as well. Um, aside from that, we are also looking for people who currently have a DevOps or DevSecOps experience because security is also something that is crucial in DeFi environments. We definitely would love to make sure all our users feel their funds are safe with us, right? And then on top of that, we are also looking for UX UI designers, as this is crucial to get people, especially those who are not already in DeFi, to come into the space. We cannot just give them products they need to study for hours before understanding, let alone using them. So how do we simplify things for everyone along the journey? That's also important to us. And we are also, I mean, we're always looking out for more people. And if at this point there is no write out one position that works for you, we also love to just hear from folks because who knows, maybe we can find a way to build up a road that actually works with your skill sets and that fills a need for growth protocol.
0: Amazing. Uh, I just wanted to make a remark that it's interesting that uh, all the positions are around the product, uh, which, which is great. Um, uh, do you, do, are you hiring for anyone who are like, not part of the product building process? Like, I don't know, maybe copywriters or additional community managers or marketing, BD, anything like that? Are all these positions already uh, filled and
4: uh,
0: <laughs> thriving within uh- the organization?
4: I think we're definitely also looking for that front um, because that means I can sleep more at night. <laughs> um, uh, no, sleep
5: we is are
0: important.
1: Always, um,
4: I think like where we are also looking for would be you know people who can either help us manage our community, people who can help us looking into driving more on partnership side. Those are really important for us because even though we don't have you know we won't always have a place for someone at that point in time, right? But then these are the fundamental building blocks of any great protocol and of any great style. So even like if you have spec like CVs, you know, you say, I feel like I could contribute in a way that is outside engineering or outside building the product. Share that with us. We'll keep your CVs on file. And as we have could like see more of the bandwidth required then we'll be sure to reach out. So, yeah, if you like to sound of grow, and want to pitch yourself, even if there isn't a role you find, you see on us advertising, just come through. And I would also like point out one thing. Sometimes people say women are not the ones who, you know, feel like most comfortable raising their hands if they don't find themselves fitting 100% of the descriptions. I am a woman and I want to tell everyone that don't hesitate. Um, if you have, if you believe you're interested in this, in this, uh, protocol in this space and in the particular road you believe is fitting to your skill set just share your CVs with us. We really love to hear from everyone and don't hesitate. Just go do it.
0: Yeah, amazing <laughs> and very inspiring. I feel I like feel crypto and uh, DeFi and NFT space uh, has a lot of potential to have even more diversity than, uh, than tech or traditional tech. Uh, I think there's been a lot of uh, issues in tech uh, over the years. Around the gender diversity and just like uh, thought diversity and culture diversity, uh, so excited to hear that you guys. It sounds like you have a quite a lot of things going on inside of the company. Uh, is there any like before we before we go to uh, to the uh, Pope token and and, and to the Q and A from the community? Was there any question that I that I forgot to ask or you want me to ask that I haven't asked or you wish I asked? Um, I think you guys are muted, by the way. <laughs> or maybe you're yeah, thinking. No, I'm, just, I'm just
2: thinking. <laughs> I'm just thinking um, no, I mean, I think just to reiterate, like, what are, what are we looking for? We're looking for someone that is super keen and really interested, and that is ultimately the most important thing. And if you can evidence that, whether it's with your cover letter, whether it's with following up every other day because we haven't got back to you, whether it's with your side projects, whether it's you know, however it is. It's attitude is the most important thing. Um, and if you can also show us that you did something else well in the past and now you want to do this well, then you're, you're going to get hired. Um, that's that's what matters to me when I'm interviewing. Uh, and I think that that goes for the rest of the team at Grow.
0: Mm-hmm. Amazing, cool. Well, thanks so much. Uh, I think this has been very exci- I- insightful. So, <laughs> uh, super insightful about uh, how you guys are scaling the team and what you guys are looking for. Uh, before we before we proceed to the uh, to the Q and A from everyone who is here, uh, as promised, uh, I'm going to share some details about how to claim the Pope token for today's event. So, basically, what do you need to do? You need to go to Grow's company page on Crypto jobs list and uh, obviously check out all the uh, positions that they're hiring for. Um, but at the same time, we have a widget where you have to just enter your uh, email and your Twitter, and you'll, be, you'll receive a link uh, to claim uh, your POPE token. So this time, we try to optimize this process a little bit better so it's maybe hopefully easier. Uh, we'll see how this goes so we can like keep, t- keep tweaking the process and making it like fairer, easier to do. Uh, so yeah, once again, uh, go to cryptojobslist.com. Um, look for Grow's uh, company profile. It's G-R-O. Um, I will not give too many too many hints on how to do that. You want to make sure to explore the site. Get familiar with it. Uh, figure out how to uh, the best way to uh, find the um, the company. Maybe you want to search for the company or for the positions. Uh, and then on the company page, you'll have a widget that will help you. Um, claim the token, uh, do either tweet at us or uh, try to DM. We'll, we'll, we'll try to respond uh, to some people uh, as much as we can uh, if, if, if you guys need help uh, while claiming it. But um, yeah, awesome. OK, so let's uh, proceed to q and I think we have about I don't know, 20, 30 minutes. So we'll see how it goes. Uh, all right, uh, so uh, please raise your hands. Ladies and gentlemen who are in the, in the chat, who has a question? Maybe
4: multiple questions. I hope we didn't scare people away. <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, I, th- I think everyone everyone's too, uh, potentially too busy trying to figure out how to how to claim the uh, the token. Okay, here we go. We are we're seeing some uh, some claims coming through. Um, but um, yeah, I think uh, please uh, show hands. Um, questions around. Uh, okay, Mister Mister Ash. Uh, let's see what Ash has to say today. Um, but, um, let's see, let's see, let's see. We need questions about the jobs, about, you know, joining grow or joining, uh, crypto overall. Um, so please questions around, you know, what it's like to work in crypto, what it's like to be full-time. Uh, I think a lot of questions that we've heard previously were about, um, like, you know, being non technical or advice for non-technical people. Uh, all right. Um, I think today, today is uh, strangely. I think maybe a lot of people are celebrating Chinese New Year, so <laughs> everyone's too slow. Um, let's give it some time.
4: Yeah, no. Yesterday night, uh, it's the second. It was the second day, so it was the day when everyone feasted on, you know, mm-hmm. a lot of good food. Yeah, and then probably it's a bit slow. It just takes a bit more time to come up with, you know, thinking about new questions.
0: Yeah uh, well we have uh, NFT Gaga joining us.
3: Um, yes, hi. Hey, uh, hello everyone.. Okay. Uh, I have a question for Grow. Um, I'd like to know how the like how would you organize the work? like is it a remote jobs that you're offering? And I'd like to know also about the culture of the organization if um, you could tell me more about your company. Thank you.
4: Hey, of course. Thank you so much for the question. And I would say the way that we organize our work right now, it is quite, we have a very distributed team. So at any point of time, we are trying to see how to make sure we communicate because that is important for us. And especially have to be very mindful of that given a lot of our, our team members don't sit together in one location. So the way we usually structure that would be having different teams themselves deciding what is the way maybe some of our engineering teams would have daily stand up. So then we talk through the JIRA board about what are the key focus of the day and then understanding the dependencies from each other. So then we make sure we get everyone after the call, you know, what you're working on, but also, you know, where other people need your help because It wouldn't really quite work if you you know sprint hard on something it's just so that someone else didn't pick it up from you that's the worst case right so we really want to make sure that we are being very collaborative through having great communication and then just help the spirit and the attitude of helping each other out as we all strive towards the same goal of shipping products Um, i would say then like also outside of uh, engineering side we also tend to do uh, sprints so we we do the two-week sprints for both engineering and non-engineering side. And in general, it is because we believe that we are, again, a relatively still a small team and then also being wanting to move fast. So it's crucial for us all to align on all sides of the company on the same targets. It would, could be a business outcome, say, you know, let's actually launch this product, which we hope to drive this much TBL, Or let's say we want to launch our governance and then we want to make sure everyone knows about it so we're all coordinated to make sure these uh, all uh, we work hand in hand to achieve those and i would say uh, one more thing on in terms of the team culture side aside from i'm sure you already realize you know the communicative part and also being relentlessly driving towards certain like a goal that we set for for ourselves it's in a way also to enjoy and appreciate each other's work Um, we will Always want to make sure we are not just focused on getting things done, but also appreciating each other, being there for us. You know, being willing to step up, being willing to really raise their hand when something needs to get done, and you just get things done. So um, yeah, that's my immediate reaction. Charlie, would you have something else you want to add?
2: Yeah, I mean that's completely it, right? We we want to ship good product, and we want to work well together you know, effectively, especially as a remote team, but also we, we like each other, <laughs> you know, we wanna, we wanna send stupid gifts on, on the chat and we wanna meet up in Berlin and we wanna have a good time on our calls when we're, you know, in between in between like shipping products. So um, I think it's quite a fun culture, kind of quite fun and quite intense, um, but everyone wants to come to work and everyone wants to, to deliver cool things.
0: Awesome! Thanks for the uh, question, NFT Gaga. Oh, by the way, I have a question. What's your favorite? What's your question, favorite meme right now? Mine. <laughs> I mean, I. <I'm... laughs> yeah. I think for for both for uh, Charlie <laughs> and Joyce, and meme for NFT Gaga too. You, you get NFT.
3: Okay, um, my favorite meme is when you know a company asks their employers to come to work. In the clothes that they were wearing uh, during the pandemic, or you know, during their Zoom calls, and you know, majority of people they have like uh, suits and underneath they have shorts, which was really funny. I really love that meme.
2: <laughs> Come to work in your
0: dressing gown. Yeah, oh, yeah. <laughs> I haven't seen this one. <laughs> oh. I'll
3: um, send it to love- you.
0: Please <laughs>
2: do. I'm just a sucker for the middle IQ meme. That any any middle IQ meme, you can put whatever you want on it. I think my favourite one was we were arguing about our social media strategy, and and the guys on the left and the right just said tweet stuff, and the the middle <laughs> IQ in the middle had this kind of three month plan with all the different metrics. And you know, I I just love love that joke, whatever the the context.
0: Is it the one with the Gaussian distribution graph? Yeah, with the bell <laughs> curve. <exactly>. Yeah, awesome. <laughs> Cool, yeah, it's, it's pretty good. All right, uh, okay, we have Vignesh uh, with a question. Thanks for once again, NFT Gaga, for for the question, for engagement on Discord as well. All right, Vignesh is coming in. Hey guys, so uh, I don't really have a question. Uh, I, I just uh, really love the artwork that, I, I, I don't know who does it within uh, your company, I just love the branding and the artwork that you guys do.
2: Thank you very that's much. That's so sweet. Thank you. It's actually Chris that does it, and I think he might be listening in right now. So um, there you go, Chris. If you're paywired, if you're listening, that's that's shout out to you.
0: Yeah. Uh, by the way, uh, Chris, if you can ask for uh, speaker access, that would be great. Like we can. Uh, I have questions around being a designer in in crypto. I think we we're getting quite a few designers in our Discord as well, asking about opportunities and how to get started. So. Would be interesting to hear your experience as a designer in the space, uh, if you are able to speak right now. <laughs> but um, yeah, uh, everyone else in the meantime should be should be raising their hand to ask a question.
2: I, I think he might be on his laptop.
0: All right. Um, yeah.
2: Rather than on his phone. All right. Questions?
0: Questions? Questions? Yeah. Uh, how do you How do you find? Um, kind of design um and like working around with designers in crypto space so far
4: i think it has been actually really amazed at all the talents that we see um, because ultimately there are there are part of it uh, would be the illustrations that we do then we also work with illustrator liam cobs who has been just blowing us away every single time we see illustration coming from him. and aside from that i also think um you know, when we see all of the amazing brand thing and then market, well, a lot of the marketing works that we do uh, with the design stuff, you know, Chris is also smashing that out of the code. And I think a lot of times it is realizing how much we could already have of people who are interested in this space. And I think where we see most of the time is that whether you're willing to put yourself out there and try on working with different DAOs so then they could, you know, you However, you're building up your own portfolio. I think that's what essentially helps us understand what your skill sets are, what you, how you would fit into the team, and then fundamentally, you know, like whether there is a good match of the styles in terms of what we have already established versus what you, what you want to go further. So I think all those things are something we're looking for. But ultimately, yeah, I keep on being blown away by the talents by the p- talents that we see. In, the space. Just want to say to every designer out there, great work!
0: Awesome. Um, I feel with with the design, um, like basically from what what I'm seeing uh, a lot is that not a lot of companies are hiring designers, or they're not at least not advertising it as aggressively as they they probably should. But at the same time, there's quite a lot of designers who want to be in the space. Uh, So I find it's kind of quite interesting um, dynamic Uh, and especially a few years ago in 2017 and 18, I remember that at some point, at least on our side, design was like one of the top search keywords, but at the same time, very few companies were, again, having uh, open positions for design. And at the same time, back in 2016 and 17, I think UX was like kind of number one topic that everyone talked about that, how difficult UX is in, in, in crypto. Uh, and it's again, it's, it's pre pre NFT pre DeFi, um, Metamask was around, but it, people were found that it's so new and so hard to to work with. Anyway, uh, Chris, Chris hey, joined us. Uh, Did from I hear Grow.
5: someone speaking yep. about UX UI? Sounds
0: yes. like a perfect
5: time to jump in.
0: Perfect, yeah. Please, uh, please tell us about what's your experience yeah, like as a as, sure. a as a designer in crypto.
5: Yeah, totally. First off, um, thanks for the compliments on our uh, visual branding and illustration. Uh, I just want to quickly give a shout out to an illustrator that we work with, um, Liam Cobb, who creates all of the brilliant 2D illustrations you see of these kind of weird and wonderful sci-fi fantasy worlds. Uh, Liam's awesome. He's done work with the Ethereum Foundation as well as a lot of other crypto um, projects and and teams. Um, And also... Yeah, totally dig the theme. Sorry?
0: Yeah, I, I, I totally dig the that theme. Like that's why uh, I like think it looks pretty cool.
5: Yeah, thank you for that. Yeah, really appreciate it. On that note as well, we're, we're always interested in um, creators and uh, potentially doing collaborations with uh, creators and designers of, of all sorts. Uh, we, we have you know, quite a high appreciation for design generally and uh, UX, UI, uh, not only from like a visual branding side of things, but also in, in our product. And uh, uh, on, on a couple of things that we've spoken about uh, around the complexities associated with the Web3 world, it's, um, it's, it's a pretty awesome challenge being a designer in this space, particularly you know, UX, UI. And it's, it's a very exciting space to be in for um, creatives of, of all types, um, you know, whether you're illustrators, product designers, animators, um, you know, videographers, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Um, it's been exceptionally challenging as far as like product building is concerned. Um, we, are relentlessly trying to find out ways to make, um, traversing and exploring the, the world and the endless stack of transactions that come at users in the Web3 space. And it's kind of like, you know, we, we think we, we've really nailed and created the best uh, new UX UI to, to do a series of transactions only to find like next week a new bit of technology has been released um, that we now can like utilize and integrate into our product in UX UI uh, to make it better so I, I guess like in summary um, being a product designer in this space is, is awesome it's super challenging it's very different to like particularly like traditional kind of finance space and web too in that you have a lot of infrastructure that's already being built that you can tap into that makes uh, UX UI sort of simple and streamlined. As a designer, you're you're really working very closely with developers and also are tapped into the technology of all of the various layers, chains, and networks to try and like just keep up with whatever's in you and, and make the product better. And really like week by week, it's, it's really fast paced. And also the rate that we ship uh, product as well is is really quick. So just kind of like a shameless plug for being a product designer, joining our team, you're not going to get bogged down in, um, in just making like product, micro product iterations that will never see the light of day. Um, if you want your designs to, to really get out there in the world, um, working with the, the growth Protocol team is, is is a good way to do that. So yeah, I'll, I'll end my product UX UI spiel here, but I'll also welcome any other questions that anyone might have about that.
0: Cool. Well, what would you say, if you were to single out one one thing that is kind of the main challenge from designing for Web3 versus Web2? Yeah, so, um, yeah, what's
5: the, what's the simplest way to say this? I, I guess it's really the complexities of products, features, and services. So it's one thing to sort of just deal with understanding you know, the various transactions that you might need to make to interact with, like, a product or service in the Web3 space. But then it's another thing to actually communicate just what is the value proposition of that product um, initially. And, you know, what are the things that users should be sort of, like, I guess, concerned about or aware of when interacting with a product or service in this space. And, and when I say that, like I, I don't just mean DeFi. I mean we're talking like we're talking DAO services and utilities that are out there. We're talking like NFT projects. We're talking about anything that obviously our imaginations come up can come up with in the space. But it's really challenging to just communicate, um, yeah, communicate product services and features on, a, on on just a very initial level. So. We are trying to do that endlessly. Obviously, we started the chat talking about, you know, yield aggregating and risk tranching, and we still have a long way to get better at communicating these complex things. So, it's it's communicating complexity is one of the biggest challenges.
0: Awesome, thanks so much, Chris. All right, we have another person asking a question. Uh, o A, uh, go ahead. What's your question, sir?
6: Oh, hello. My name is Owen Anderson. Hi. I work as a, I work in cybersecurity and system engineering. I run a small cybersecurity awesome. firm, and I've been advising certain DAOs on the security stance. Um, I have I'm, I've directed my organization to move more into the NFT world and crypto. I've studied the, Bit- the Bitcoin uh, protocol years ago. And I'm now looking at the new forks. And I'm also looking at other cryptocurrencies. I'm also looking at various DAOs, and I'm here to just I'm here to serve. Um, and for disclosure. Three days ago, my mother's diagnosed with a kidney stone. So I'm moving even more aggressively into this so I can help her pay for her medical bills. But um, it's nice to meet everyone. I, I'm just here to learn. I'm here to serve. And there's so many different implementations. There's so many different cryptocurrencies, especially and even more going to the NFT world. There's a lot of, uh, unfortunately, rugging going on. There's a lot of bad actors in, this, in the community. And so I'm just here to to learn, serve, and, and help people innovate, adapt, and stay safe while they do it. And be safe out there and have fun. Thank you.
0: Awesome. Thanks for joining. Uh, do you have a Do you have a
6: question for
0: for any of the members that you joined recently?
6: Oh yes. Uh, my first question is: uh, What are your goals now and in the future? And how do you design everything so that you can offboard anyone in your team, yourself, or even anyone else? If you're a founder, or if you're a principal in your organization, because a lot of people never think about how. A lot of people, especially with a DAO, I've seen that they become a single point of failure. That they they have like a, you have the influence people, you have one or two developers, but they don't think about how to design everything. So even they are not necessary. because That just sets off, the, that sets off the DAO in a good way. Very good question. Yes, yeah, so
2: it's, it's a great question. Um, and as Joyce said, we are actually keeping an eye out for security engineers, for DevOps, DevSecOps. Um, and so if you want to, if you want to apply, whether that's a B2B relationship, then of course, we'd love to hear from you. Um, but how are we dealing with it right now? We are focusing on using multi-sigs uh, and using time locks. So any critical function that a contract uh, controls, we make sure that that is behind a time lock and controlled by multi-sig. Now, of course, these things have to happen gradually because you need to actually ship the product initially. But now we have... Um, you know, tens of millions of dollars. We need to make sure that these things are all done properly, and there's not key man reliance, as you say. Um, and I think that goes both ways. Firstly, there's the the trust, and of course, we we trust the core team. But as we've seen recently, uh, these things those things can change. I very much don't think it will happen to us, but there, there's always that possibility. Um, but then also the the kind of vector for an attack if a single person has too much power, even if they're a good actor, you don't want that point of weakness to exist. Um, so yeah, it's about multi-sigs and time locks as our initial kind of way of dealing with this uh, and and compartmentalizing contracts into different multi-sigs whether that's more operational is a smaller multi-sig uh, and then bigger is a you know for for larger transfers or other functions that contracts can do.
1: Yeah, and I will jump in and say one more thing is that um, however much that we really try to, because we are really trying hard to build into all the different mechanisms that Charlie mentioned, and also that would fight with the decentralization themes that we have been talking through, mentioning over the course of this call on DAOs and communities. One more thing, though, is we have to build confidence, and confidence and trust has to be earned. So I think having these steps laid out is important, but also like giving trust and confidence through saying we are very serious about security. Through, we are doing a lot of different audits before we launch, after we launch, and then also just making sure we have shown a commitment towards security has always been crucial. So say, for example, the very first DAO votes we have right after the token launch was about security. We was asking for the DAO to allocate and increase our bounty on Immunify from 60,000 to 1 million, and also to give us the budget to hire Trail of Bits, one of the leading auditors in the in this space, to make sure that everyone feels confidence that Grow Protocol is safe, and we are taking this very like committed approach to this. So I think those are really crucial. Ways for us to we'll keep doing that is not a one and done deal. It's going to be a continuous commitment, and that's what we want to make sure we put this message out to the world. Uh,
0: I think Olay had another question, or you still have a
6: hand raised? Well, sure, Joyce. Yes, sir. yes, ma'am. Well, sure, Joyce and Grow. But remember, uh, your devs. I sorry. I lecture the devs all the time. Devs have a duty to society. They have a duty to think above the spec. They have a duty to make code that's sustained. That's that's uh, modular. It's resilient. It's compartmentalized. It also it's scalable. It can grow big or small. And more importantly, it's designed. You hope for the best. You plan for the worst. So you're you you need to. That actually requires a certain development system and a certain development process, in other words. I'm not talking about agile development. I'm speaking about, for example, if you have three developers, one of them is making code. One is trying to break the code, the third one's reviewing and auditing in real time. So you're doing a lot of the hardening, you're baking security in, just like when you make lasagna, you layer flavor and tomato sauce in with the pasta and spices and cheese and ricotto, and then layer more tomato sauce, and you layer it at every level. And auditing, that's great, but remember, the bad guys don't care about auditing. They don't care about, they don't have to get it right one out of 10 times. And you're right, ma'am, reputation is everything. It only takes one time if you get rugged for your brand to crash and burn. And you wanna have contingencies in place for every scenario. So you all you all are in a good direction, uh, but to be careful of your devs, rotate them out. Please double check your repositories. And also uh, have a-holes like me come in and try to break your stuff. It's better to have an a-hole like me hurt people's feelings and tell you how to be better than have the bad guys come in and, and swoop in and exploit something you never your devs never even thought possible. Because that's how the bad guys operate. But thank you. Uh, if you have any questions, please DM me. I'm here to serve. Uh, thank you. Awesome. Well, yeah,
4: we love a good lasagna. And uh, absolutely, we have our bounty on at Immunify. So, you know, if anything, interests anyone who's interested Please do come over to uh, our Immunify page and check it out. We'll love to hear from you if, if there's anything you'll like to share with us.
0: I just I just wanted to add something uh, on a, on a side topic. I realized that in the beginning of the conversation, before we even, like scheduled this this room, I I wasn't I wasn't even aware that you guys have a a, a DAO. So I think mentioning it somewhere on on your. Uh, Website, <laughs> I think, would be very, very useful. Uh, because DAOs are so hot right now, and uh, I mean, regardless whether they're hot or not, I think it's, 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 it's a good thing to mention. Uh, right now, I'm just looking for DAO, and it doesn't, doesn't look like it's showing up on your landing page. I think it's just my, my two-way of uh, feedback. Um, all right, Uh, who else has questions today? So far, this has been pretty good. It's interesting. Uh, We usually get a lot of questions around, like from non-technical people, uh, asking what's the best way and how can they stand out. But today we have uh, none. It sounds like it, Uh, but it's great to hear uh, comments about design and about security and how to replace core team members to uh, to uh, increase the best bus factor.
1: (laughs) Um, I'm still happy to talk about. um, You know, if anyone's interested about. Uh, non-technical. If it's particularly for non-technical side, um, how to break into
4: the space? I mean, both Charlie and I were actually a lot of us really come into this space, uh, you know, having a lot of the traditional finance background or just like work 2 background. So happy to talk more about that if anyone in the audience would love to learn more.
0: Yeah, uh, maybe you can share a bit more. Uh, like what are the your tips that you have for? People who are, have non technical background and uh, joining the space? Is there a, like, what, what's the best way to stand out, regardless whether they are, I don't know, from a like, marketing background or finance background or consulting background? What, is there, like, one single thing that they can do, or maybe a few steps that they can do to, like, increase their chances of being noticed?
4: Yeah, I, I would say, um, in general, would love to see anyone who has, you know, you have your own skill sets that you have built over over years and of really a lot of hard work. And I think like the best way to stand out is then to say, well, how do you tell people you're interested in DeFi? Is by doing it. It is fairly easy to say, you know, okay, we have a lot of materials to people to learn about DeFi and you can take all the courses you can find online. You can, you know, go through all the materials, which by the way, I highly recommend. I benefited a lot from those as I was trying to get myself into the space. But at the same time, definitely feel free to get your hands dirty. And I know that having high Ethereum gas fee is not going to be easy, but go on, try out different chains, and then look into what are the different chains that give you a lower gas cost so you can experiment. Try to get your hands into, what is it to do with a lending protocol? What do you do with, you know, uh, what is yield farming? How do you pair assets? Um, what does it mean by having impermanent loss? A lot of times, it's through doing that you realize there's so much to learn in this space, and having that experience, the hands-on experience, would give you much more context on what DeFi is about. What is you know what are people talking about when they think about yield farming, yield aggregator? What does those yields even mean? that you you know, we talked about earlier. So I think those things are you know one call to action is. Go try it out, get your hands dirty, and you know, just don't feel like you have to be told to do that. You can always do that. That's the point of decentralized finance. It's permissionless, so go do it. We'd we'll love to have anyone t- sharing with us your you know DeFi story, how you get into it. Maybe you do not get it right the first time, it's perfectly fine. We'd we'll love to know that you have tried and want to keep trying. Cool,
0: well, I have a question. Um, do you see a lot of people applying with like existing blogs or like Twitter accounts uh, where, where they have like a lot of content? Um, or is, is that something that you look for or has it ever been like a differentiator for someone when they applied?
4: I think if you have put out a lot of content, um, it would be very helpful in terms of understanding. If you're talking about copywriters, then understanding your style, the way that you write, how prolific you are, that's all helping us to shape up our understanding on this. So far, I would say we haven't quite looked into that or evaluate that portfolio as much as knowing you have startup experience, knowing that you have done great things in other aspects of your life. Think to us because of how small our team is, the value the attitude is still something that is the most near and dear to us. And then after what obviously as Charlie mentioned earlier, we want to know you can do the job and then you can do the job well. So having a portfolio helps, but I think the additive the team value part is still the most crucial to us, so to speak.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much. Um we have a PHQ with a with a question. PHQ, please go ahead.
6: Let's see. Hello everyone. I want to oh, ask a question. And what advice do you have for someone that is switching from a non technical role to a technical role in DeFi?
2: So, you mean you want to
6: switch from being yeah, a non technical yeah, so, role to a technical role in DeFi?
2: So, I think when we're asking people to learn on the job, even if that's from going from, let's say, a front end to a back end, you know, someone really wants to become a, a Solidity engineer, but they currently just know React. I think what always helps is if you can bring some value while you're learning. So let's say you, you're a marketer right now or you're great at operations. You can come in and say, I'm going to be amazing at operations four days a week and then I want one day a week where I can learn the technical role. Um, I think if you come in and you're not able to contribute anything because you're you're brand new to a role and you don't have technical skill set before, then that's a harder sell for us we would need to be convinced somehow that you would learn very quickly um, and you would become able to add value on the technical side in a few months. Whereas if you said, well, I might not be able to in a few months, but I can be an amazing community manager or an amazing marketer and just let me learn the technical thing on the side, then we could work with that a lot more easily because we would definitely be getting some value as a team um, and then we could help you to to upskill in the area you were interested in. Does that make sense?
0: Yes, yes, yes. Thank you. Yeah, I wanted to add something yeah. here as well. Uh, or NFC Gaga, wanted to, like go ahead, NFC Gaga if you wanted to yeah, add something. So
3: we are speaking about the community management thing. I'd like to ask, are you accepting volunteers uh, for the beginning? You know, I, I'm i actually looking for, for to volunteer. I'm actually already a moderator in one of the projects, but I'd like to take on another project where I could start as a volunteer and then further on, you know, if it works out, just, you know, keep working at the company.
2: Yes, yeah, so we already have a kind of informal volunteer system. Um, people come into our Discord and our Telegram and they contribute a lot and we give them a role called OG. Um, and, and as part of that, you get a little, uh, you get a bit of grow, So you get some governance tokens, um, but then also you get different status and you get access to private channels and and calls and, and things like that with the core team. Um, and then of those OGs, I'd say there's kind of four or five of them that you know, I'm DMing, I'm sending them first drafts of technical proposals that we're putting together. So they're they're super involved. Um, and I think once we we're shipping some new products in, but once we've done that, we're gonna work out a way to make those relationships a bit more formal um, and actually suggest that the DAO might wanna invite right. some of these people directly. So exactly like you say, come in, volunteer, get involved. And then yeah, you can make it into a, a full-time job
0: if you so choose wanted to add that I feel uh, there are so many uh, community managers out there, and I think it's becoming a really important uh, and it's already a very important thing. So I think we should organize like a Twitter space just dedicated to community management with uh, best tips and, and tricks. And like it's very interesting to hear how different projects structure their Discords and and their roles in Discords and how do they kind of graduate people in different uh, community members. I think it's something that a lot of people will be. Very, very interested in, um, yeah. Like in our own Discord, we've been uh, getting a lot of these uh, kind of tips from from uh, from different managers, uh, community managers who are much more experienced and about like knowing what are the bots that are that are best at like filtering spam or like leveling up different community manager managers or self assigning roles. Uh, yeah, so I think uh, look out for that. We'll, we'll we'll try to organize something like this, and we are definitely looking for. For moderators and panelists who are experienced in community management to uh, to share their wisdom and experience. Uh, yeah, I just wanted also to add to uh, like reply to PHQ's a question about transitioning from non-technical into a technical position. Uh, like as like I, I myself I, I code and code a bit too much, and I think the one of the best ways to uh, if you're not like hired yet at some company, uh, one of the best way to to learn is to start. Uh, contributing to open source projects, and pretty much every single uh, crypto project out there, they have an open source repository, or, or part of the code is open source. So you might want to just go in, uh, review, understand what's going on uh, in the project, and um, you know potentially even like do a pull request. That I think uh, uh, sending a pull request is one of the high signal activities that it can that it can do. You'll definitely get and get noticed. And if your pull request, uh, if your contribution is useful and valuable, that is um, definitely you know a very clear road to be noticed and potentially joining either part time or full time, uh, depending on your level. Uh, yeah. So, like for example, even us, we we have at Crypto Jobs list, we have a, our internationalization is open sourced. we we're, we're trying to open source even more. Um, and you know, we we welcome more languages to be translated. It's fairly simple. It doesn't require knowledge of solidity, so it's a good way to like, get started, like understanding JSON or simple JS uh, syntax. Uh, that's ready right enough. Uh, and we also like open sourcing our uh, Discord bot, so also like we welcome contributions. And it's hard not to get noticed uh, <laughs> uh, while while doing so. All right? oq uh, Oh, sorry. O A had a question. Please go ahead and mute yourself. I think you. Want to contribute? Oh yeah, you We can hear you. Hello? Maybe your mic is not. Um... Hello. Let me know. Yeah, we can hear you. It Where are you from, off. sir? Who, myself. Yes, sir. Or OPA. O- ah, uh, I'm from Eastern Europe.
6: <laughs> okay, nice. Um. Well, uh, grow you said something, bro. I'm gonna show you. Some, I'm gonna show you value right now. While you need to hire someone like me. You mentioned you can Telegram, correct, bro? If I may, may I put something on the board for you all? <laughs> don't don't don't
0: hack anyone.
6: <laughs> no, no, I'm not uh, hacking anyone, brother. Not uh, hacking anyone. Take a look.
0: Which which one are you uh, are you talking about? Uh
6: Grow? Now, or- Telegram. Uh, the Russian Federation has something called the Swarm 2 Law. The Swarm 2 Law is a signals intelligence law. So Telegram is a Russian company, which means they have to have someone from the FSB on the board of directors. And B, because the communications happen inside of Russia, Russian military intelligence can intercept all communications and the Russian company, the company has to comply with the Russian government. So if you're dealing with sensitive things using Telegram, that's going right directly to the Kremlin. Be very careful of that, sir. That's why I advise you to do Signal um, because I just wanted you to know about a potential security of risk. So it's, it's it, it, now that you know the risk, I sent you documentation on that. Feel free. You can do your risk assessment or feel free to use something like Signal or something else. But um, this is why you need someone with my competence, because a lot of people don't think about how do nation states get involved to influence or steer your project or compromise your people. Thank you for your time. Mm -hmm. My DMs are-
0: Cool, thanks so much. Awesome. Um, Okay, Um, all right. Uh, Do we have any, any more questions from the community out there? and i think i might have to start demoting some of the speakers because the twitter spaces has a limit on the number of participants who are able to speak but please go ahead and uh, you know raise your hand ask a question we'll add you to speakers uh, questions about getting a job in crypto or maybe comments or if you guys want to share your uh, journey in crypto so far as like you know working part time or full time or contributing in any capacity that would be definitely be very valuable to uh, all attendees today Uh, Charlie Joyce, by the way, how are you? Uh, how are you doing? Uh, do we still have like another maybe 10, 15 minutes? Um,
1: yeah, just awesome. I actually okay. have a,
2: a hard stop at twelve thirty, but maybe Joyce, if you if you're around, sure. um, that would
0: be awesome Happy if you could take are. over. Sure, yeah, but I think we'll we'll be uh, wrapping up pretty much soon. It seems that a lot of people already asked the questions, and and um, if there was, I think I think we were pretty much exhausted all, all the all the questions so far. So, uh, but uh, yeah. I think, shall we shall we just like start wrapping up? And um, I know you need to run, uh, Charlie. Um, yeah, thanks so much everyone for, for attending today. Uh, we, we're gonna make sure that, um, you know, we're, we're gonna be doing these on a weekly basis uh, as much as we can. And uh, this is also going to be uh, recorded. Uh, oh, I think there was a, yeah, okay. So this is gonna be recorded. So uh, check out, uh, we have a, podcast we turn these into podcasts uh work in crypto is the title so on any of your favorite podcasting apps uh, this will be available and this recording also will be available on uh, on twitter itself uh, but yeah do do go out to uh subscribe to the work in crypto uh, podcast on um, on your favorite podcasting app and maybe also give us a review Right. Uh,
3: yeah. uh also maybe you want to give out the instruction for pope once yeah, again once
0: again uh yeah just to, once again uh to claim your pope for for this event uh you want to go to um, grow a page on crypto jobs list so crypto jobs list has company pages we have uh pages with jobs so you want to find grow so it's a little bit of a challenge i mean like it's a, it's a mini task to ensure that it's not too easy and to make sure that you guys are only engaged audience uh, actually gets it because last time we we saw a lot of people just claiming it and it seemed a bit too easy and maybe people played this several times. So uh, go to cryptojobs.com, uh find uh, the company page of Grow, uh, check out their positions, apply to their positions, uh, and uh, you will you will see uh, where to claim your uh, Pope uh, for this event. So do that. We're already seeing quite a lot of people uh, claiming them without a problem. It seems so, which is which is great. Uh, but uh, do DM us in in, in Discord as well uh, if you have any any issues. We'll try to repeat the process. Uh, we try not to make it completely too easy. Anyway, uh, I think this we're all clear here. Uh, thanks so much, uh, uh, Charlie Joyce. I hope you enjoyed it. I hope it was uh, useful for you. Maybe you have some. Uh, more people in your DMs uh, offering you their skills. Um,
1: Absolutely, awesome. yeah, Thank you awesome. so much for having us.
0: Awesome. Yeah,
2: thank you for hosting us and thank you everyone for joining. Um, please go check out our jobs page, apply if you're interested. And if you find something that, you know, if, if it doesn't quite suit your roles, then just join our Discord, get in touch with us and, and we'll see if we can fit
0: you in somewhere anyway. Awesome. Uh, Thanks, Charlie. Thanks, Joyce. Thanks to everyone who asked questions. Um, All right, see you next time. See you uh, next week. And yeah, again, uh, this will be recorded, or it is already recorded.